We wish you an almost Christmas. We wish you an almost Christmas. Oh my word. We wish you an almost Christmas. And decoding the crime bird. You know, that actually kind of worked. I like Yay. it. I like it. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Do you say It's that? already Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. I didn't know if it was Happy Christmas Eve or Merry. I just went with the Merry one. <laughs> yeah, the Merry one sounds Eve. better. Well, um, guys, it's Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Maybe Eve. It's Christmas. Oh, I am Nolzili. And I am Danny. And Can this is... This is exciting. It's Christmas Eve, guys. Yeah. God, Christmas no, is tomorrow. Guys, how is it Christmas Eve? <laughs> well, I'm still in March. My brain is still in March. How is the like how is Christmas? Are you not excited that we're I on am, holiday? I am excited and I'm also excited because <laughs> tomorrow it means food galore. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I care about. So yes, um and my birthday was a few days ago. I'm old now. Disgusting. Oh yes, happy birthday. No, <laughs> no, I don't take this birthday as a birthday. Celebrate next year. <laughs> so you're just going to skip it. Yeah, I was just going to skip this one. I mean, you turn 22 a thousand times, right? <laughs> Not turning 22, but that's besides the point. Anyway, let's just get to this, man. Let's get to the skip part. Yes, yeah, so we hope you're having a, a, a good Christmas. Festive season. Uh, yes, mm. I hope you have a very good Christmas tomorrow. Um, enjoy it. Eat lots. Because you won't be able to eat today while listening you know, to that Christmas show. Christmas calories Sorry. don't count, people, okay? Eat as much as you want. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to drink a lot of cool drink. I'm just excited for desserts. Oh, my word. I'm excited for food. Oh, no, the dessert, dessert. table. Me and the dessert table, best friends. <laughs> I will be there. I don't. Every Christmas, I have a smaller meal because I know that the dessert is coming and i get so excited <laughs> especially because i've made it so you know but we're not going to talk about christmas the whole show yeah as you've seen by the title we are talking about the dating game killer would you like to introduce him for us nolene i actually would but danny almost got me not excited for this man which i'm very excited about what we're Listen, doing today she um she's the one who always complains when i choose the whack ones and look what this she guy's not today. whack hey, uh, sorry this guy's not whack this guy's freaking epic he is epic but still whack but like he didn't do like any of the cut someone in half and drain their blood stuff okay that's true you know Those what are the just guys introduce you choose. him just introduce <laughs> you know what no, leave, leave me alone james alcala was an american serial killer and rapist okay like this guy's yeah, bad yeah you see he's bad <laughs> who was sentenced <laughs> to death in california for five murders committed in the state between 1977 and 1979 and received an additional sentence of 25 years to life after pleading guilty to two homicides committed in New York in 1971 and 1977. Yes, so... Can I just say this guy looks like he should be like a rock star, like on the Beatles or something, like 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 a rock star, yeah. like... like yeah, I'll give you that. Thank I would you. like he belongs on like a, rock a Bon Jovi yeah, yeah. type. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, we are going to tell you the story. Um, man's was um, yeah. <laughs> I like his hair. You know what I was gonna say? I don't like his hair. You don't. No. This is wavy for the nineteen seventies. Yeah. Wavy, literally. <laughs> if you don't know, just get out your phone and Google. Yeah, Google. <laughs> okay, so. I'm going to call him Rodney. Rod. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rodney had a number of run-ins with the laws, okay? Um, he, and he'd been in behind bars numerous 
of occasions yeah. okay for um Molestation. Thank you. The English, you know when you go off <laughs> your tongue. Thank you. And breaking parole via drug possession. Okay, but these were his only known crimes at the time. There was a much deeper secret. Yeah. Okay. Happening I there. just remembered that I didn't like him in the beginning, but I like you him. You know what? The okay. End. Okay. <laughs> he was released time and time again, only to continue covertly killing right under the police's noses. Okay. okay. And it all started in 1968 when he attacked eight-year-old Tali Shapiro in Los Angeles. Okay. He then fled the scene of the crime as the officers moved in. And Officer Camacho, that one, found Shapiro nearly lifeless and quickly made the decision to save her life rather than chase down Rodney, letting him ultimately get away. You know, if he had chased down, he probably would have been caught and then none of this other stuff would have happened. Yeah, but the girl would have died. I know, that is, yeah, I mean, you've got to look at it from both ways. I'm just saying. Catch the killer. Okay. Officer Hodel, who worked with the Shapiro case, then eventually convinced the FBI to put Rodney on the most wanted list. Okay, at this point of his life, he had actually moved to the East Coast and was enrolled in New York University um, of Arts under the name John Berger, okay? During this time, a woman named Cornelia Curley was found dead in Manhattan in her Manhattan apartment in June of 1971. She'd been strangled with her nylon stockings, bitten. Who bites? I'm sorry. Are we animals now? Um, I, I can't defend this man after the eight-year-old. Yeah. Bitten, raped, and murdered. We've never done a cannibal on the show. Let's not. <laughs> like, I can't even. She says my people are gruesome, and then you want to do a cannibal. I know there was a cannibal killer who, like, ate Okay, his, guys, oh. come back in 2022. We'll be doing no, a cannibal. No, we're not doing it. Don't come back for that. I promise we'll do one. Come back, but not for that. Okay. Under his false identity, John Berger, um, he was working at a. He then went to work at a summer camp in New Hampshire. Okay, he was actually then recognized at the summer camp from the FBI's most wanted list, and was turned in by his fellow camp counselors. Okay, he was arrested and extradited back to Los Angeles in 1971. Okay, however, the Shapiro family um, didn't want the daughter to like relive it and like be on the stand and like. It's probably quite traumatic since she was so so young, okay? But because she didn't take the stand, the prosecutors actually couldn't convict him of the kidnapping, rape, and attempted murder. Okay, instead he was just um, convicted of child molestation and served just under three years in prison before being released back into the public. Yeah. Okay, but he was back behind bars not soon after for violating his parole when he offered th- um, 13 year old drugs and allegedly kidnapped her in 1974. He then served. This guy a, a pedophile. Yeah. He served another two and a half <laughs> years in prison for the incident. Okay. But was back on the streets once again on parole, despite being a repeat offender. Okay. He then was even granted permission to leave the state to vacation in New York. What was happening with the police? 
I don't know what was happening here. I feel like after the eight-year-old, he could have like... No, he should have been in jail, stayed there and <laughs> yeah. died, honestly, okay? His victim count continued to climb after that. There was Ellen Hoover in 1977 in New York, Jill Barcombe in 1977 in LA, Georgia Wixton in 1977 in LA, and Charlotte Lamb in 1977 in LA. He was busy in 1977. I was busy. <laughs> Matt was on a roll. <laughs> Not a very good roll, but still. Yeah. Okay. The name John Berger was actually then found on written on a calendar of Ellen Hoover, um, who was then actually her body was discovered a year later, so 1978. Okay. Um, Rodney actually admitted that he had met her and taken photos of her, but he said that he dropped her off at home and that he denied any wrongdoing. Okay. And since there were no witnesses and the, th- the authorities were actually forced to release him without pressing charges. Forced to release him. You've been yeah. releasing this man. Okay. He ended up back in jail in 1978 again for breaking his parole. Um, and then he was released later on that same. This man, the, if the police had simply just kept him in prison, none of this They would keep have releasing happened. the man. What is this? Like, Hello? Put him away. Especially because he he's killed an eight year old no, girl. No, but especially because he's a repeat offender. Yeah. He shouldn't be allowed to have this parole. And then, oh, you're a re- repeat of it? You did what? Melissa? Oh. And then you try to kill her. Yeah, vacation. Go vacation. Yeah, just go to New York. You know, why don't you? Okay. Stupid cops. Okay. He then made his infamous... Uh, <laughs> English. Infamous. Very, very infamous. <laughs> infamous. There, there's the word. Okay. <laughs> Appearance on the, on the show The Dating Game. Ah! Can I please tell you this game was like life? But I only watched the episode with him on. In September 1978, okay, basically hiding in plain sight, okay, and literally unbeknownst to the public, they were watching a serial killer live on stage in action. How freaking cool! You you know you have confidence in yourself. Freaking! You know that you think you know what this. I will give him this. The fact that he went on live stage. Yeah. Ah, this man. I, I have to appreciate that because that 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 takes that takes some guts. Imagine being the girl who was on the episode with the serial killer. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. So basically, how the show worked was that there were three contestants and a bachelorette, and they basically like divided by a wall, and then the bachelorette asks the three men questions, and then at the end she picks which one she wants to go on a date with. Okay, on this particular episode, Cheryl Bradshaw was the bachelorette and Rodney was bachelor number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of Cheryl's questions was, what's your best time? And he replied, nighttime, because that's the only time there is. Apparently throughout the show, he w- and listen, if you watch the clips, he was incredibly freaky yeah. and creepy and app i don't know why she like picked him his she, eyes. i mean she could have picked either of the other two yeah why was she picking him what what is the reason it cheryl? Was the are you fine question. cheryl are you okay cheryl wasn't do you fine. need help i don't know how old you are now <laughs> but yeah and she picked him as the lucky winner she was charmed by a serial killer imagine but Imagine. that means he was really charming. That's how I mean he got all of He's these He's like, thrills. what's it called? The Casanova killer yeah. we did earlier this year. Where he charmed his way to having a full-on killing spree. Yeah. Hat in my mans. Okay, so. 
But apparently he was giving very weird, creepy vibes after the show and he was showing very psychotic personality, okay? Um, he claimed he wasn't acting at the time as those were his enemies and he had to beat them to get the girl he wanted to win. I'm sorry, this is a game show. Why are we calling them your enemies? You know what this I is- mean? <laughs> And apparently he was making what? other guys uncomfortable and he was very aggressive in the green. Yes, the one um we I have I've got a quote here that's um from one of the his Jed Mills, he was bachelor number two. He said he was very obnoxious and creepy. He became very unlikable and rude and imposing as though he was trying to intimidate us. I wound up not only not liking this guy but not wanting to be near him. He got creepier and more negative. Yeah, fortunately for Cheryl, she was allowed to back out of the date, and yeah. she did. She was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh." Thank you that that was a, a yeah. thing because I'm pretty sure Cheryl Bradshaw would not be alive if. Okay, I don't know if she's still alive now, but yeah. you get what I'm saying, okay? But he didn't stop there, even though he didn't end up with getting the girl because he was a photographer, and how he actually got his victim is he would walk around with his um his camera, being like, "Do you want me to take photos of you?" And that, like, became his, like, hunting tactics, okay? And then the targets were never seen from or heard from again. Okay, but, like, uh, firstly, it's creepy even when people, like, approach me and they're like, can I take a photo of you? I'm a photographer. I'm like, heck no, firstly. (laughs) I don't want you to have a photo of me. But the second thing is that afterwards he says, come, let's go to my whatever room and I'll take photos of you there. You're not going with this man. You don't know who he is. No, we had another, then we had two more victims, Monica. Um, I see now I didn't put her surname. So sorry, Monica. Monique. <laughs> you know what? I can't <laughs> read. Today I can't read. You know what? This is why. Uh, Monique, <laughs> you know what? And it's so clear in front of my face. <laughs> anyway, Monique in 1979 in LA and then Jill... Parentu. That one. In 79 also in LA. Okay, but... Thankfully, this man was captured. Thank the police were good at something. Okay, and but now let's let's see how did how did they catch Mr. Rodney, the dating game killer? So basically, we know that he was on doing his funny things and yeah. in, and specifically on June twentieth, nineteen seventy nine. Okay, he was at um, Huntington Beach. Okay, and he was looking for his next victim when he came across two girls, Robin um, Samso and Bridget Wilbert. Okay, he approached the girls and asked to take their picture. They declined and he was eventually scared off when another adult who witnessed the interaction came in and intervened. Okay, at this point, um, the pair of girls just then went back to Bridget's house where Robin asked to borrow her bike to get to ballet class. Bridget loaned Robin the bike, and sadly, Robin never turned up to the ballet studio. Hey, Bridget then reported her friend missing and worked with a sketch artist to create a detailed sketch of the man who approached him at the beach. This was actually quite crucial in leading to Rodney's arrest. Okay, However, um, there are two competing theories. Apparently, one says that a detective who saw the sketch saw a rerun of the dating game episode with Rodney on it and then pieced it together. Another one said that um, his parole officer actually recognized him and then alerted the authorities. Yeah. It really doesn't matter how they realized it was, it was him. The, the point is he was recognized. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was then arrested at his mother's house in 
Monterey Park in on July 24th, 1979 for the murder of the 12-year-old Robin Samson. This guy's a pedophile. Mm. Okay. Authorities then obtained a search warrant for the home, okay, where they actually found a receipt for a storage locker. The warrant didn't allow the officers to collect any paperwork, so... Because it was in plain sight, an officer actually then took down the details. Good on you, yeah. mister. You know what? We we, we appreciate you. <laughs> you did your job correctly, okay? And this was actually crucial. This was huge and very important for his, um, his trial, okay? Because while in jail, Rodney's sister came to visit him and he said, it's a good thing they don't know about the storage locker, which was overheard on the surveillance. And with the receipt, they were like, oh, there's something well, about this locker. There's the locker. And they were able to then locate the locker in Seattle, um, Washington. Okay. And when they paid the locker a visit, they discovered <clears throat> thousands of photographs of women, girls, and boys varying ages. And they were quite explicit photos. Okay. Um, they also found the earrings belonging to some of his victims. Okay. And they, what they then did is they actually made the photos available to the public so that they could try like identify who was in them not everyone was accounted for some phoned in were like no we're alive and fine others then they were like no that's my friend we've never seen or heard from there again um and yeah they were basically able to then pinpoint who he murdered and or what happened and stuff like that the actual thing with this man though they don't actually know his true body count yeah they don't actually know how many people he's actually killed because yeah. some of them have just the bodies have never been found or are still missing yeah. and things like that okay it was because of this locker that they were able then to realize how much larger of a role he had played and how much bigger of a serial killer he was okay he was ultimately convicted of murdering seven people and sentenced to death with an additional 25 years to life sentences for the two cold murder cases in new york however he died of age 77 on july 24th 2021 while still on california's death row so he was never actually executed because he died before he was finished his sentence can i just say shame on his sister because then she yeah. knew. No, 100%. If he's if he's saying stuff like that. Yeah, what on earth are you guys talking about that he says, oh, but thank goodness, right? They don't know about my locker. Me, if you tell me that as a sister, I'll be like, guys, take the keys. Yeah. Go on, please, fi- please. I'm like, where's the keys? Oh, on your desk in the... Oh, oh okay, yeah. Cool. I, I, he's, here's the receipt. Take <laughs> it. But please. Like, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean... I just look the fact he had the confidence to go on a talk show. Yeah, <laughs> for me that was oh everything. Not a talk show, a game show. The I first like time I I saw the title, the dating game killer, I thought like he found all his victims on this dating game, which would no, have been I cooler. also thought that I also thought that when I when you sent me the topic, I was like he's probably like watches the show and he's like oh I want that one or something like no, that. No, I thought he was actually on the show like finding his people on TV. That would have been crazy. Yeah, but the but fact this happen. man actually went onto live television and put his face out there. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> that's just you know, that's that's just overconfidence yeah. if, if I'm saying. But I mean, he was disgusting and an awful Creepy. human being and yeah. And but a pedophile. Yeah. No And we, a rapist. No, we don't like you, Mr. Rodney. No, no. The only nice no, thing no. you did was go on TV. Yeah, especially eight-year-olds. Yeah, that's disgusting. Come on, man. What are you doing with your life? Okay, he's dead now, but yeah. still, <laughs> what did you do with your life? 
But that is us for this week. Again, have an amazing Christmas. Ah, festive season is here tomorrow. Yay. Let us tuck into our food. But from now until next time. No mourners. No funerals. <laughs>